are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day listening to who? The always charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, downmyportfolio.com. I'm there you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design for today's show. We got Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball back on the pod for part two. We were discussing the overall fantasy baseball season, not just the D-backs today. Biggest bus. Biggest breakout star, sleepers for next season. We talk about it all and a whole bunch more on today's pod. And also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account, which is look up Locked on Dimebacks and Bill Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, I jump right into the pod with Scott Cullen of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. But now let's bring it out. Let's broaden the topic a little bit. And let's talk about the overall fantasy season now, because this is going to be a two-parter. This is part two right here with Scott Cullen of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Now we're talking about the overall fantasy season. I personally had a great fantasy season that we're going to be talking about later because I came home with the championship and the money. But let's first start here, Scott. Biggest bust of the fantasy season. This might sound negative, but I like talking negativity sometimes. It's fun. I could be a pessimist at times. So who was the biggest bust of the fantasy season? And you could also um, give some options if you want to I, I, I have, I have three that are kind of okay. in my in my mind. Um, one is Christian Yelich. Okay. Uh, okay. Now, That's now here's the thing. His bust was really last season. But I think because it was such a shortened season and he was so awful, people were willing to forgive him. Uh, and and look, there there is definitely a a a value to to not uh, putting too much weight on a sixty game season. Uh, I think we've seen that with quite a few players that maybe didn't have a great uh, shortened season uh, that have bounced back this year. Uh, but and but so Yelich uh, in preseason rankings was still you know first round, sometimes second round, um, and his performance has just not been there. He he hasn't bounced back, and it's it's. In really bizarre because when you're in your kind of mid to late twenties, th- these are prime years, and, and yeah. when you and when you've reached the peak that Yelich had, I mean, he had a, he had a couple of years where he was as, as dangerous as anybody in baseball, uh, and now all of a sudden his past two years have just been awful, uh, and so that he is one. Uh, my other other ones, I've got Francisco Lindor, okay, uh, for the he Mets. My now, again, he was disappointing last year. Like it, his season was okay, but it wasn't uh, you know a star. Uh, kind of performance the way he had had before uh, and you know given everything the Mets uh, invested in you know to acquire him and given this massive contract and uh, he has not delivered uh, and then one player who it, some of this is injury related for sure but even when he's been healthy Cody Bellinger has been terrible um, for the Dodgers and, and so th- there's my kind of three finalists on biggest bust of the fantasy season trying to take out the injury factor um for and, and leave it to their performance now like i said bellinger i know he's missed time but even when he's played he's really been bad is that your answer cody bellinger well yeah probably <laughs> yeah. I mean, even yeah he he's he's 
and, and I don't want to, you know, ding him for the fact that he, he missed games, but like he's, he's not hitting anywhere near uh, what he had, he had uh, previously in his career. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Cody Bellinger and, and, and again, in, in kind of the same vein as uh, Yelich, he's coming from such a high peak, you know, that the Bellinger's uh, production early in his career has just been, you know, amazing, outstanding. And then you've got a year like this that is just, um, you know, a disaster. Yeah, and I kind of want to keep injury out of it, but I'm okay with Cody Bellinger because it wasn't like a Mike Trout. Like it wasn't like when he was healthy, he was good, yeah, yeah. and then he missed half the season, and that's why he's been a bust. No, Cody no. Bellinger <laughs> part of the reason he's he's only played 89 games because the Dodgers were like, we're better with this guy out of our lineup than with the MVP in our lineup. So they had to start platooning this guy because he's been absolutely downright terrible this season i mean a 159 average a 529 ops i mean he makes dalton varsho's first half look like an all-star <laughs> yeah, <there you laughs> campaign so uh i don't know what's happened to cody bellinger has been one of the most interesting developments this season because like you said those mid to late 20s should be your prime years and cody bellinger is only 25 yeah, well and, and i wonder like did he he messed up his shoulder uh yeah. at the end of last season right and and is celebrating that, well yeah, yeah but i mean he had all off season you would you would think that by the time he came back this year that that wouldn't be the issue i'm 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 maybe, maybe i'm reading too much into it that um that that is would be part of the reason why he he's really fallen off this year but uh he it, it's it's so strange when you have a guy who's you know been so massively productive to then kind of go to the other extreme um you know it, it's one thing if you're uh, kind of a, a mediocre player and all of a sudden it, it, you, you fall off a little bit but like when you're you know star level player and then all of a sudden you're down here you know as you said hitting 159 over a long you know sample of games that's that's rough yeah he's been rough the other guy who i think i would have had if it wasn't for cody i think i would have gone with francisco lindor just because mm. i was the guy that drafted him in like the second or third round and he was he burned me that first month and a half when he was absolutely terrible but lucky luckily i was able to find uh i was able to pull off a fleece and trade him straight up yeah. for xander bogart's like a month and a half into the season. yeah so <laughs> that wow. was that was a coup right there i i guess the guy thought lindor was going to heat up and he never did so that's interesting oh. yelich is an interesting one also i had ran down aaron nola He's not having a terrible season, mm-hmm. but I felt but like he was given expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's definitely, he has not uh, lived up. I mean, it, it was funny, right? I think coming into the season, it was supposed to be like Nola as the ace of the staff, Zach Wheeler is the, is the number two. And it, yeah. that has uh, kind of dramatically flipped because Wheeler has really pitched like an ace for the Phillies, but Nola has been uh, probably not even a good number two. Yeah, and Wheeler's going to make my list, too, for another category. (laughs) And then uh, another honorable mention I had, just Gleyber Torres, who I feel like Mm -hmm. felt like a super high potential offensive, you know, shortstop could hit 35, 40 home runs. And the dude had just not been good on some of those other Yankees. DJ LeMayu, I guess you could throw in there, too, is that guy. The guy's been like a top five MVP candidate the last two years with the Yankees, and he just hasn't been good this season either. I haven't checked the Yankee stats in a minute, but I'm sure those guys yeah, haven't. It, but they're both they're they're both uh, on, on the uh, on the list of, of real disappointments for sure. Okay, but unfortunately, Cody Bellinger is going to have to take home the biggest <laughs> bus of the fantasy yeah. season award. Uh, number two, let's switch it up. Let's go with the opposite end, and this is where one dude you mentioned earlier is going to come up for me. But biggest fantasy breakout star or biggest surprise for you this season. You will hear Scott's response, but first, I want to talk to you guys about GetUpside because, hey D-backs fans, this is Miller Thomas, of course, with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. 
Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. Let's get back into the pod. Well, I, I've got one hitter and one pitcher. My hitter is Cedric Mullins uh, okay, for Baltimore. Uh, delivers a 30-30 season. And before the season, I mean, sure, people might have thought he had potential, but like he wasn't getting drafted based on a guy who's going to have a 30-30 season. He was like end of drafts on the waiver wire. He was available. Uh, and, you know, he's just been – and as you can understand, uh, uh, when a team is as, as bad as the Orioles – People aren't racing to uh, to grab, uh, you know, unproven talent on the Baltimore Orioles, and that's kind of where Mullins was. Uh, and so I, I think, and and kind of comparing, uh, you could you could look at this season and say like Shohei Otani is a breakout star, or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is yeah. a breakout star, but in some in some ways they're kind of post hype uh, breakouts, right? Like mm. Otani obviously came over with such massive fanfare uh, and and had some success early in his career, and in the case of Guerrero, I mean. What what Toronto's getting this year out of Guerrero Jr. is yeah, basically insane. what they're supposed to get two years ago, at least in terms of expectations. You know, like he was destroying double A AA and triple A pitching, and it was like, oh well, we'll just plug him into the major league lineup and he'll, you know, keep crushing it. And he didn't. And kind of for you know his first two seasons, and including a shortened season last year, he was basically okay. Uh, and so that's why like they're they're not quite the same breakouts as, as a guy like Cedric Mullins. And then. Um, you know, my, my pitcher, I guess, would be Robbie Ray. Um, because, because you know, as good as he um, had been at times uh, with Arizona, uh, I don't know that it, it ever quite got a, got to this, uh, the, the level that he's been uh, for the Blue Jays this year, particularly down the stretch. I mean, he uh, I, I just did a, a podcast where we talked about the American League Cy Young Award. Uh, and, like, at the end of July, um, you know, Ro- Robbie Ray was just barely getting – onto the the board um you know in terms of odds for the Cy Young award you know it was it was still like a 50 to 1 long shot and now you know as, as we head into the last week of the season I think he's I, I think he's the favorite which is just, yeah. it's, a, it's a wild swing in two months Scott don't even get me started on <laughs> Robbie Ray winning a Cy Young award this dude yeah. gave me migraines last year Scott I would have I'm to sure. take aspirin on the days he started like you said that that he was the king of walking dudes, giving up home runs, and striking out people. He was the trifecta king at that. The three well, true outcome king. Yeah, know? there you go. His walk rate was just ridiculous. I I, I understood why the Blue Jays were taking the shot at him uh, last year because last season the Jays weren't going to be contending, so they kind of could afford to, you know, tinker with him and and you know try and get set for this season. And you know, bless them that it worked. But um, 
you know, there, there was, there are all kinds of guys who, who you try and salvage them and it doesn't work. And, uh, and so I, I think that the Blue Jays really got lucky and Robbie Ray, you know, really delivered. Yeah. Robbie Ray. Uh, I absolutely, I mean, good for the guy, but I absolutely ha- hate the development that he's turned into yeah. the best pitcher in the American league. Like yeah. it's so sad to see, uh, as the D backs host, of uh, course, watching him just dominate American league hitters and watching Garrett Cole, you know, fall apart and collapse with all the sticky stuff. Not exactly fall apart. And collapse. Well, still you, you know what? Uh, yeah. He had kind of a, a stretch there when they started cracking down, but yeah, but he had, Cole had really kind of rebounded and, and was, Mm-hmm. He was the he was the Cy Young favorite till like two weeks ago, um, and then he he had a start where he gave up like seven earned runs and five and two thirds, yeah. and all of a sudden it flipped where where Ray went ahead of uh, Cole then, and and it's just you know and Garrett Cole's overall numbers this year are still very good, but it's oh. hard to keep hard to keep track of, or hard to keep pace with Robbie Ray, you know. And, I'm just now it, looking at this, Scott. Isn't the pitcher triple crown ERA innings pitch and strikeouts? Um, I sure <laughs> okay because Robbie Ray leads the league in all three of those categories yeah. he might win the triple crown for pitching Scott this is going to go down to one of the best seasons in American League pitching like the last like 20-25 years if he pulls this so, off for the side yeah. so, so that's pretty fair to call him one of the biggest surprises right uh, yeah this guy <laughs> he went from being arguably the worst pitcher in baseball to being <laughs> a generational talent at pitcher Scott this this is yeah. a Josh Allen type uh, conversion oh nice yeah so I don't I don't know if you're doing locked on fantasy football too but i know he's had a crazy uh transition yeah, from yeah. year three to four or whatever so yeah i just went p- uh, pitcher here so definitely robbie ray is the correct answer for me you could put a couple orioles on this list because i think trey mancini those first three months of baseball i mean coming back from cancer back, I, yeah i mean i i didn't have him on my radar at all for fantasy and this dude was crushing it those first two and a half months in baseball. John Means, too, you could put on this mm-hmm. list. The Orioles had yep. a couple guys who were big surprises, biggest breakouts. But I definitely like your two choices of Mullins. I definitely agree with Robbie Ray because <laughs> breakout surprise. I mean, we've seen the breakout from Robbie Ray yeah. back in 2017 when he was a borderline all-star. But then he just got worse and worse every season until he was one of the worst pitchers in baseball last year. And now he, or a couple years ago, I know it was technically last year. Now he's back yeah. to being, uh, not back to being, he he's an ace. He's a flat out Cy Young award. He's going to win the Cy Young. Maybe as we're talking yeah. about, I need to go to FanDuel or betterline.ag. I should go do and play yeah. some bets, but uh, Scott, let's move on. Biggest sleeper you're watching for next season. You could give me a pitcher hitter or both. You will hear Scott's response, but We're back and better than ever, and all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. wrap up the pod uh i've got a couple of hitters one is and one i'm kind of i'm going to say this as a sleeper but like jared kalanick uh is, <laughs> okay. is hardly a sleeper because he was a massive prospect mm-hmm. uh, but he got off to such a terrible start uh to his career this year when uh the mariners called him up and he just he couldn't hit and it was uh it was comical um really you know when you call up a, a guy and, and look, all kinds of guys get called up and, and can't uh, have an immediate impact in the major leagues. But like you're taking this guy who was, you know, one of the top five or six uh, prospects in baseball and, and he was hitting like 100 uh, over, over kind of his first, I want to say 30 games or so uh, with Seattle. And the, so they sent him down uh, and, and, and I was a little surprised they brought him back uh, to the majors as quickly as they did. And then when he first came back up, he still wasn't hitting. Uh, and so, you know, the Mariners have really kind of been patient with him, uh, which for a team that has been surprisingly in contention, um, you know, that that kind of took some uh, nerve, you know, to kind of can obviously they know he's going to be a, a long term fixture. But when you're you know, you're playing uh, for a playoff spot and you're, you're rolling out a guy who is hitting in the, in the low 100s for you know a couple of months, mm-hmm. uh, that that that's that takes some nerve to kind of stick with it. Uh, and he finally seems to be coming around. But the reason I call him a sleeper is like, he's still hitting like 178 overall. Uh, and so uh, I think that that will probably, you know, suppress his value a little bit on draft day next year that you, um, the, if, uh, if you're looking at the splits and you see, okay, well, it got a whole lot better in the second half. Well, you know, then, then you, you might have some advantage. Now, my other sleeper is uh, Rocky second baseman, Brendan Rogers. Oh, uh, who, uh, his, I mean, his whole thing is he's been a really good prospect for them, but he has never been able to stay healthy. Uh, and even this year, he, he still hasn't been super healthy. But uh, when he's uh, been in the lineup uh, for them, he he has started to show that, yes, he is still a, a very legit prospect. He's hitting like 290 and has some power. And uh, I think, you know, over a full season, you'd be looking at a guy who uh, is, gives you a, a real positive batting average and he might hit 20 plus home runs and, and has uh, back to our point about uh, positional eligibility uh brendan rogers at second base uh has a chance to to give you some value there yeah i like both those picks rocky's not really a relevant team not really in the scope of sports media so people probably don't really know about brendan rogers but looking at his numbers recently he was someone i picked up for my championship run just because he was hot the last three weeks of the season so i was like just throw him in the lineup if he's hot so i like that pick kalenic i like too because even though he was the top prospect the shine of these guys could come off pretty quickly. I mean, once you get to mm-hmm. the major league level and you're struggling like the way Kalenic was, if he struggles, you know, through the first 50 games next season, like people are going to just start to think this dude's a bust. Prospects are already 
a dart throw, you know, it's already a gamble. So yeah. if Kalenic ends up not working out, I, I wouldn't be shocked just because I'm not shocked when prospects don't pan out. We do so many prospect scoutings and ranks, and we think mm-hmm. every guy's going to be Mike Trout, but it's just not the case. They all don't <laughs> yeah. pan out. So if Kalenic doesn't pan out, I wouldn't be surprised. And if he turns out to be a superstar next season fantasy, I wouldn't be surprised either because I had my one friend. He he drafted Black Guerrero Jr. I'll give him credit. He took him like the fourth round or something. Like he, I was like, at the time, I was like, what are you doing, dude? You're way <laughs> overdrafting Black Guerrero. And it turns out the man's a genius. We should have taken <laughs> yeah. Black Guerrero Jr. at number three overall. So I can't be upset at that. But my biggest uh, sleeper for next season, I'm going to the Red Sox. I'm looking at Bobby Dalbeck, and he's having mm. a solid season right now. He's got 24 home runs, 800 OPS, but he started the season really slow. I think he was even sent down for a little bit. So when you look at his second half numbers, like a Dalton Bar show, struggled in the yeah. first half, but has, I think he's got like a 1,300 OPS the last month and a half or something crazy, maybe around 1,200. Like the dude is absolutely crushing pitches next year, and – or he's absolutely crushing pitches right now. Next season, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Kyle Schwarber, but Bobby Dahlback could be their everyday first baseman. That's probably the biggest area of need that they have. Could put, I guess you can't put Schwarber at DH because they got J.D. Martinez there. So Dahlback, someone I definitely like as my sleeper for next season. as a potential 35 home run guy in the offense like that that has boppers all around him that could bring him home and put him on base and do stuff like that. I like a Bobby Dahlback for next season. Scott, Biggest waiver wire ad this season. Well, as, as I mentioned about Cedric Mullins, he would, mm. you know, he was kind of on the borderline that you know, maybe he was a waiver wire. So if it's not him, uh, I'm going with Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford. Okay. Uh, because uh, they're at his peak, uh, and, and that was a while ago, um, he was a pretty decent hitting shortstop, but mostly he's been a glove first guy. And so like in the last, say, four years, he's been barely relevant uh, for fantasy. Uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, this year is like the best offensive season of Crawford's career. Uh, and you know, it, he's not a superstar, but he's a totally viable starting shortstop uh, on your fantasy roster you know, as a guy who's kind of in his mid-30s. I mean, the, uh, the Giants have a, a, a weird collection of guys who are having really productive years for them in their infield, especially. You've got uh, Brandon Belt at first base and Crawford at short. And Evan Longoria, when he's healthy, is having a good year for them, too. It's you know, all these guys who you, who you would think might be getting a little bit past it. Um, but you know, in the case of Crawford, uh, I think uh, he, he would have offered really nice value on the waiver wire this year. Yeah, that's kind of the theme with the Giants this year. Dudes who are past their primes, that are just having resurgent career years like Crawford, yeah. Posey, Evan Longoria yeah, Posey. before he got hurt was absolutely balling. Like, I don't know what they're doing out there in San Fran, what sticky stuff, steroids. I don't know <laughs> what they're doing. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just joking with Giants fans. But they, they're having a pretty phenomenal season. I'm going with a dude who I picked up off the waiver wire in my own league. And maybe he was drafted and then dropped in the first week, but – Jesse Winker was someone I picked up off the waiver wire this season. Yeah. And he was someone who had a good 2020, but it was only 54 games. He had a very high OPS, but that average was only 255. Maybe it scared some people. 12 home runs was solid. The year before, he only had 16 home runs, and that was his career high. So it wasn't like he had a lot of games under his belt. He hadn't had a lot of playing time. So it was kind of of a diamond in the rough. And this season, I mean, before he got hurt the last month, he, he was going to finish top three, top four, top five in MVP voting. Like him and his teammate yeah. Castellanos were both breakout stars this year. So for me, I got to go with Jesse Winker as the waiver wire pickup of the year for me personally, because that dude carried uh, my lineup for about four and a half months there. 
Well, I, I love the Jesse Winker pick because he was one of kind of the the guys uh, as a breakthrough candidate that I kind of planted my flag on this year. Like uh, I was like, you know, in a lot of places saying, go grab Jesse mm. Winker. And, and, he, and he panned out, you know, that's, uh, you know, you, you, you can plant your flag on a bunch of guys and, and some work out and some don't. But when a guy really hits the way Winker did this year, uh, you know, it's disappointing that this finish, you know, he's been injured, you know, for this kind of last month uh, that that kind of puts a damper i guess on what the total numbers could be uh but you know for the first five months of the season uh really really productive and uh, like you say you know either you got him really late in drafts or you picked him up on waiver wire and that's you know just huge value that's why you're the expert scott because you make the call (laughs) you make the bold calls like that that end up working out that's it for this edition of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. And remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcast. Shout out to Scott Cullen of Lockdown Fantasy Baseball for hopping on once again. We got one more part with Scott Cullen either coming out tomorrow or the next day. And again, listeners, thank you for making me part of your everyday workflow, day flow, whatever it is. This podcast is not possible without you. I will not be talking D-backs without you guys. You guys are the ones that make the show. So please continue to subscribe, review, interact with me on Twitter, social media, whatever it is. You guys are making the show work and you guys are the reason why I love doing this. So thank you once again from the bottom of my heart. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces!